Why wait until Friday to start your weekend? Go ahead, start right now. You're thirsty now, and 93.7 The Ticket is here to help you stock up. Just in time for the weekend when I like to hit the clubs. Time to broaden your horizons and try some new wine and beer. It's Thirsty Thursday with Kevin Meyer from Meyer's Cork and Bottle. Oh, <laughs> that was a quiet pop. That was anticlimactic. Well, there's a cork under here. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I got, I need a cork puller. You want to go grab one? I just thought it was a, 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 a bottle cap. There's we need a, a cooker. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. it's <laughs> it's in the kitchen area. There we go. That's that's what we're working. Your used old to. uncle Kev's unprepared today. <laughs> I, I swear they expect I expect a cork down there. Uh, well, so for you, those of you playing at home, the. Uh, the bottle that we brought is a what's called a petnat, and uh, it stands for pentalat natural, and, and it basically means it's a natural ferment uh, sparkling wine. And uh, it had a bottle cap on top of it, and so I thought that that was how they did it. But they put a cork in it and then put the bottle cap over it, and uh, that threw me for a loop. I didn't bring a cork puller, but. We just happen to have one here at the station. <laughs> just happen to. Just in case. <laughs> this is starting off magically. There it there is. It is. That's, a good, that's a good cork pull. Uh, do you see that often? Do you see corks underneath screw caps? No. Well, and it wasn't even a screw cap. It was a bottle cap. That's right. It was, actually. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, no, you don't see that very often. That's why it threw me for a loop. Well, there we go. At least uh, at least we're in uh, get in pouring mode now. So we're about to uh partake here. Uh what did you what did you say this was? Uh, you said some fancy words as usual with wine, but I don't know what they all mean. Uh it is called a pet nat, which stands for pet, it's a French word, petillant natural. Hmm. And what that means is that it's a naturally fermented sparkling wine. And so unlike a traditional champagne, basically I should back up when they make champagne, they originally the wine is still meaning without the bubbles then they remove the temporary cork they let some of the um sediment spill out what they call disengorgement and then they add what's called a dosage which is essentially a little bit of yeast a little bit of sugar a little bit of wine and they put it in there and then that's when they put the the new cork in it undergoes a secondary fermentation which creates the co2 which gives it bubbles well this is different so they actually will cork and cap it while it's undergoing its initial fermentation. So it traps in that uh, that those bubbles, that CO2. And what's also interesting is that what, since it's still fermenting, it's unfiltered, unfined. So it's considered what's known as a natural wine. Hmm. And uh, so this one is called Aqua Paza from a, uh, a winery called Field Recordings. And they're sort of a, a boutique off-the-wall, sort of organic uh, focus on natural ferment type stuff. And uh, so I was just thinking, let's get weird and try some weird stuff because <laughs> normally this isn't stuff that I would necessarily take home and, and drink, you know, right. but there is sort of a, a niche movement toward this natural ferment, natural wine type thing. And uh, so I thought, hey, let's try it on the air. Yeah, let's absolutely do it. This is Thirsty Thursday with Kevin Meyer of Meyer's Cork and Bottle here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'll let you guys uh, take a drink while I talk, and then I'll talk while you take it. Well, I'll drink while you guys talk. Uh, looks like uh, Nate is doing the, the, the taste test here. <laughs> <laughs> it's very sparkly. Smack your lips. Sparkly? Spark, sparkly. It's kind of funky. Yeah. Um, which they're supposed to be. Mm. I mean, it's supposed to have that sort of tart, sort of funky, sort of yeasty Thing going on plus it's a rosé 
So it tricks you into think it's going to be sweet, but it's not. That's what I was thinking. Just looking at it, that's what kind of surprised me. Is I thought it was going to be very sweet. I like the funk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the difference between bringing the funk? Yeah. What, what's the difference between this and like a champagne then? Okay. Well, because it tastes kind of champagne-y, you know. Right. You get right. that kind of that taste. Well, I mean, <laughs> I just explained. All this, like, <laughs> oh, sorry. I was trying to focus uh, yeah, on. Yeah, you were. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I was focused yeah, on other things, Kevin. Yeah. I'm what was the word you said it. about like, like the dis- disgorging? <laughs> okay. All right. So let's. I was over. sidetracked. <laughs> okay. So when they make champagne. Initially, the wine starts still, uh, meaning it doesn't have bubbles, and they cl- complete the fermentation. And, uh, and so now it has alcohol, but it doesn't have any CO2. The wine is bottled, and then gradually those bottles are twisted and tilted, bringing the sediment that's left in there up to the neck, and they remove a temporary cork, and they allow that sediment to, to spill out, called disgorgement. Then what they, they add what's called a dosage, which is essentially... Uh, wine, a little bit of yeast, and a little bit of sugar. And so they add that in there. Then they cork it really quick, and it starts to undergo another fermentation because of the dosage, and that's what creates the bubbles. Um, it's what's known as method champenois, or champagne method. This is not method champenois. Um, they actually will bottle it and cork it while it's still fermenting the first time. And so generally, um, they're going to be 100% unfiltered, uh, plus... Because it's still undergoing fermentation, not all the wine in the tank is the same. And so it creates this product that every bottle you get is going to taste a little bit different. Um, plus, it's, you know, it's, a, it's got that natural yeast, and so it's, it's a little bit funky. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit sour. It's, it's a little bit weird, but it's, it's kind of refreshing. It's kind of nice, and uh, it's fun to try different stuff. And, and these, it's called a pet nat or a petulant natural. And um, nice. it's basically the old, old, old school of winemaking. Okay. So this is how it started. And then the French sort of refined the process of making the champagnes um, with that method, Champenois method. That's a little more difficult than just starting the fermentation, then bottling while it's still going. That sort of s- simplifies it. I could be wrong, but is, is the is the bottle bigger? Is, is this a throw? Is it look at throwback bottle type of idea because of the throwback uh, process? No, it's a standard 750. It looks bigger because the glass is thicker okay. because it's it, it undergoes a fair amount of pressure. And so they have to put it in heavier duty glass just to keep it from breaking from the inside out. Okay, yeah, that makes a little sense. The, and and we've been drinking uh, recently patio panders. I think patio panders are yes. maybe, maybe have the, the bubbles to them. Maybe it kind of feels like, <laughs> would you consider this a patio pounder? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now that we I, need more of those. That's what I was thinking. I was, I was, it kind of goes down pretty smoothly, so I was kind of thinking, I think I could drink a lot of this. Kevin, well, uh, Mark wants to know how much variation can exist by fermenting it this way. I, I think a lot, or at least a, a noticeable amount anyway, so... Um, you again, you know, so you have say you have a a 50 gallon tank and and you're bottling it quickly while it's still undergoing the fermentation. You're you're you know, the 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 sugars haven't all been consumed by the yeast. So it's an uneven process. So each bottle is going to have a little bit different taste out of the batch. And that's kind of part of the interesting part. The other thing I was thinking is that this would make fun like like juice mimosa type cocktails. So if you, oh, yeah. you could take yeah. a wine like this, throw it with some cranberry or throw it with some, you know, some mango or, or, you know, even just straight orange juice and make some fun sort of brunchy type wine cocktails with it. I think that'd be 
pretty pretty tasty. Yeah, I think so. What is uh, what does a bottle get you or cost you here? Uh, these are about twenty five bucks. Okay, I'd, okay. I'd say well worth it because it's it's absolutely it is good. Do you think delicious. any way like someone would secretly replace champagne with something like this at a wedding? It certainly could. Yeah, there'd be no reason why. <laughs> Got some ideas there. Yeah, I don't know. Thinking ahead. Yeah, you getting ready to pop the question there. <laughs> no, no, you just never know. For anyone who's yeah, listening, you know, I mean, yeah. thinking GF about it. might be listening. <laughs> oh, we forgot to we're ask you to too, Kevin. We we're going to ask you. Uh, O'Shawn Mathis just got a nice uh, new Jeep for his NIL deal. What yeah. would be your uh, NIL car? Do you think? You know, I think the fa- my favorite car that I ever owned was a Suburban. Oh, okay. And it was like driving a couch on wheels. It was so <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah. And when the kids were little, you know, it's got the big third row. Back. So we would take the middle row and fold it down, and they would sit in the way back like it was a limo, and they could watch movies, and they could mm-hmm. have. And, and then, of course, we make them play like, "Hey, you know, g- get Dad a sandwich," you know. <laughs> so th- from the, they'd from the have truck. to pl- play, you know, barkeep from the back. You <laughs> there know? you go. Not that I was boozing, but you know, while we're driving. But <laughs> but then, you know, behind that third seat, you still had storage. So all of our luggage or camping gear, or whatever it was, um, would you still had room behind that third seat? So. And it was it was just like just as smooth, like literally like driving a couch. And I, I drive a pickup now. I have a Silverado pickup and I like that, nice. too. Um, but uh, that that Suburban was probably my all time favorite. Yeah. Vehicle. And That's of course, what I said too, of course if you're in college, you might not have kids, uh, but you could still yeah. probably find different ways. You're to, family man. To Kevin space. You're family man. Hey, they're all grown up. This empty nester thing is pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so. uh, let's uh, I, let's move on to our beer. I'm pretty excited about this. It's got a sports tie to it. Uh, nice. And uh, yeah, I'll let you go. You just introduce it from here. Kevin. Well, you know me. I try to remain topical. And uh, so this is a new beer we got in. And it's called Daryl Strawberry Kettle Sour. And um, it's from uh, Broken Bat Brewery. And so they have like this sort of baseball theme across the board. And it literally has a picture of Daryl Strawberry on there. Um, or at least an art- artist rendering of Daryl Strawberry. And it's a strawberry sour. And, and, and basically, mm, uh, sour beers are inoculated with a special type of yeast. Um, and it gives them that sour taste. So it's kind of like really the beer equivalent of what we just had in the wine or the wine is the wine equivalent of this beer. It's that sort of funky wild ferment mm-hmm. type of thing. And, um, I also grew up a big time Mets fan in the eighties when, you know, 1983, I was when Daryl strawberry, uh, was a rookie. I think he was a rookie in 83, maybe 84. I know Gooden was 84. Um, but I was like 12, 13 years old yeah, and they yeah. were really good. Best and time to be a baseball su- fan. Super exciting <laughs> you know, sure. team. And um, and so, you know, I just became a Mets fan. So you had Daryl Strawberry and Dwight Gooden and Keith Hernandez and Gary Carter and Mookie Wilson, the original Mookie. Oh, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. and they were just a super exciting team to watch. And so uh, I was like, heck, yeah, I'm bringing that on the radio. So <laughs> yeah, give that's her a taste. awesome. And Broken Bat, Bat Brewery might think they have other deals with uh, maybe some other guys or maybe Daryl Strawberry kind of leads it up. But that sounds baseball yeah, this related. Is, this is the uh, first one that we've carried from Broken Bat. Uh, they're out of Milwaukee, hmm. and uh, oh, okay. So it's, I mean, it's not super sour. No, it's it's really. This is a patio pounder. Yeah, we're talking patio. It's got pounder. a refreshing yeah. aftertaste. It is. I feel like. It's very good. Yeah, the, the strawberry is subtle as mm-hmm. well. It's not like a sweet strawberry. It's more of a, you know, just sort of a savory strawberry, I guess, for lack of a better term. But uh, um, again, just sort of like clean, easy, not super, like. Foamy, uh, not heavy grain, just kind of a, a a fun little beer to sit around and talk baseball. I yeah. feel like these two would go together too. I mean, if you're grabbing one, you might as well grab the other and just kind of 
They go in sync. This would be really good at a baseball game, though. You do have to. Think yeah, that. Just yeah, yeah. It, it, maybe it's refreshing. Just the, the can you look at it, but yeah, altogether, this just feels like I'm ready to watch some baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you don't watch mid-season baseball, I, I mean baseball at the park, <laughs> not yeah, regular yeah. season baseball on ESPN two. You know what? <laughs> what's funny is that um, I can't stand watching baseball on TV. You guys but, are crazy, but, but I love listening to it on the radio. Okay, oh, yeah. all right, all right, yeah, all right. I like that. And and so when you have a really good color guy and they paint that picture and you can smell those smells of the popcorn, you hear the crack of the bat. And it's like the theater of the mind is 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 more creative than the theater of the eyes. Yeah, and uh, you just it I, the TV almost sort of numbs you to sleep a little bit. But I'm much more riveted to listen to a game on the radio. Well, and it's too. I think just because you get so used to having it as background on the TV, like you're not going to pay so much attention to it. Um, you guys are crazy. I don't know. I, I love watching baseball on TV. I don't know. I love watching college baseball on TV. College baseball on TV is awesome. (laughs) You know what's also interesting is that the last, like, Royals game that I went to, we decided to get seats in the left field bleachers. Like, you know, kind of, well, it was when Gordo was playing, and so it was right behind Gordo Mm -hmm. next to the fountains. I'd never watched a, a, a game from that angle. Way cooler than watching it from from a regular behind the bleacher angle or from behind home plate angle. Being out in the outfield, you can see everything so much better. Well, I think at Wrigley, too, is because I had never done that either, but I did at Wrigley, which was a little bit different atmosphere because the Wrigley bleacher fans are a little bit reckless and crazy. But it was really cool because I feel like not only could you see the whole like field of playing, you see the whole stadium, too. You could see right, all the fans. Yeah. Like, it was just a cool, cool view. There, you get hecklers out there, though. Were you one of the were you oh, a heckler? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I was with my wife and kids. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so maybe not as much. The funny thing was is um, there was a guy in front of me, and uh, he, he just couldn't get into the game without putting some money on it, you know? Oh, yeah. And so nice. he'd go uh, – all right, what are my odds, you know, on on uh, Gordo getting a hit here? And I'll I'll, I'll, I'll give you three to one, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. betting with you. Yeah, yeah. So we're going <laughs> back. And he's like on his yeah, phone. No, no. So you know, and so we just we probably throughout the game, you know, placed probably twenty bets back and forth, giving each <laughs> other odds. And and if you got up a you know ten bucks or whatever else, then you kind of throw the guy a bone and. You know, let him get, win, yeah. and then you know, kind of go back and forth, and it sort of added another element of uh, of excitement. And my my wife at the end of it, she's like, "That was the most annoying thing ever." <laughs> <laughs> Don't you ever take I'm, me yeah. to a game again? I'm glad you had fun, but uh, yeah, that was you. awful for me. Uh, <laughs> real quick, Kevin Rubber Duck asks, "Having a baby soon? What is the best celebration, wine or champagne?" He comes to you, the expert. Well, it all depends on taste. So if you like, um, you know wine like say a dry red or something like that i would say go with what you like if you're looking for something more celebratory um you know say maybe something a little, little sweeter then i would say like a good osti would be a good way to go okay. or uh, even a moscato because um, it you know it's sort of light and you know mom just had a baby so she you know something a little lower alcohol mm-hmm. would be good mm-hmm. um sorry that had bubbles in it <laughs> 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 had to get away from the mic there that um but uh, it, it really is just a matter of taste. Um, my wife and I both drink red wine, so when she gave birth to our kids, you know, they do that the dinner with the pops in the hospital. And oh, nice. um, so, yeah, you literally like you get a steak dinner just the two of us. The baby's in the in the um, what do they call that? The 
whatever it is where they keep the babies and, yeah. and they, they they watch it for you know an hour and, and let you have a dinner together and and uh, and they let you bring in a bottle of wine so that's what we did uh off the text line too kevin uh is uh well he says linda kugel but i think lion kugel not making grapefruit shandy anymore have you do you know that you know i th- i i don't know i know that obviously the summer shandy is is alive and well and oh, uh, the summer shandies are great it, what's crazy is that that one beer outsells all of their others like 20 to 1 combined hmm. the summer shandy the summer shandy okay does. so that became their flagship and so the grapefruit shandy i think was sort of a, a one-off seasonal hmm. i'm not saying they won't bring it back but i do know they don't make it all year round okay well that's uh that's the kind of type of information that you can get whether you want to know uh what's you know there for an event or just kind of know broadly what's going on you can get your answers from kevin meyer and some of his other staff there at meyer's cork and bottle always pleased to be joining you here on uh, thirsty thursday so thanks for joining us how much is uh, how much is daryl strawberry uh these go for just under four bucks a can i think 369 um and then the uh the uh Aquapaza goes for about 25 bucks from a winery called Field Recordings in Paso Robles. And then I did want to mention that we are having our first in-store wine tasting since before COVID. Oh, so, nice. Awesome. Uh, we're bringing in um, a, uh, a winery called Sean Miner, who's one of our best-selling wineries in the store. And um, he has his right-hand man is uh, an Australian fella, and he's uh, going to come join us and, and kind of... We'll have food and appetizers, and and um, he'll go over the wines and how they make them, and you know just kind of all the background fun stuff that you get to learn. So if if that interests you, call the shop. We, we're taking very limited reservations, thirty bucks a person, four seven six one five one eight. All right, there you have it. Very cool stuff. Thanks again, Kevin, for joining us here on Thirsty Thursday. We're gonna have to take a quick break, but uh, when we come back, it's time for shootout with Strick. Strick's not here, so uh, you'll have to beat me in the game show. Shootout with Bach. Shootout with Bach. We're back. I can shoot some threes. Uh, that's Battle coming up next Bach. here. Yeah. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Give us a call on the Honda of Lincoln hotline. Only the first to do so will get to play. So you got to be quick with your fingers here. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Shootout with Bach coming up next here on the block. <laughs> 